So I've been vegan almost eight years. And uh, yeah, I just want to talk about what I've learned, uh, the pitfalls of being vegan, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, so we'll start from the beginning. Almost eight years ago, uh, my grandfather passed away and he passed away of ton of different illnesses at once. And it was, you know, sort of a traumatic time because uh, we were all together. My family and everybody were at the hospital and we were just being talked to by the doctor. You know, the doctor brought us to a room and said, hey, there's this going on. There's this going on. And it was just this feeling of absolute hopelessness. And so I... Coming out of that, I thought, okay, I, I, I really want to be a healthy person. I want to do everything I can to be a healthy person because I don't want my family to have to go through that. I don't want to have to go through that. And I think it's, it should be at least common knowledge that the, the, the biggest you know, killers in North America, stroke, heart disease, all these things, um, in many cases, they are preventable. In some cases, they're not, which is you know, tragic, but in many cases, they are preventable, uh, Things like obesity lead to diseases like this. So, yeah, I just put two and two together and I was like, okay, I'm going to just do what I can to be healthy, you know, whether that be through eating or whatever. I just completely disregarded exercise because that's what people do. Exercise is like so like, uh-uh, I'm good. I'll just, I'll just take care of the nutrition aspect. So I... The, the first thing, the first diet, so to speak, that was exposed to me was veganism. And at the same time, I think I was, you know, I was 16. I was like going through this like hippie phase. And so I was like, yeah, vegan. That's like the hippie thing to do. And not to mention when I was a child, I had done, uh, I grew up in a Catholic school. We do this thing called Lent where for 40 days you give up something, right? Uh, for me, I always did vegetarian because I was like, oh, it's a little challenge, like I like animals, whatever. I'll just like not eat animals for 40 days, whatever it is. So I had prior experience with this whole vegan thing. But um, so, yeah, I went vegan. It was fine. Not a big deal. It didn't really feel like much because I had already gone vegetarian before. And so, yeah, I felt great. It works for me. Um, and that's the other thing I will get into later. And I'm not an expert in nutrition. This is mainly like, why am I still vegan what what works for me, what doesn't, etc. So yeah, that's one of the reasons I went vegan. Not to mention like when when somebody close to me, somebody I love very much passes away, I always have this feeling like I want to better myself. Like I want to I want to just completely digest everything I've ever learned from them and and use it for good. Use it to better myself, better the world, and whatever. I just I'm always inspired to just you know, you're sort of confronted with the idea of mortality. So you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do things. I gotta, you know, anyways, I'll get to the point. So flash forward to probably about a year into being vegan, I understood the sort of ethical, moral aspect to it. And I had really developed like a, a strong love and compassion towards not only animals, but especially those animals who are subject to factory farming, uh, the mass production of these, you know, beef, pork, eggs, fish, whatever else. 
just the idea that these these animals have to be raised in a cage and they weren't even bred out of love it was they were forced into breeding and <laughs> bred out of love you know what i mean they were just they were just forced into existing it's not you know mom mommy cow and daddy cow love each other very much it is uh you know it's a it's a gross process anyways i understood that angle and i actually you know was that very annoying vegan for a time where i did nothing but tell everybody like guys animals are to be loved why are we doing this we shouldn't be doing this i was that vegan you know and i understand that person because when you see this atrocity happening like billions and billions and billions of animals being killed raised in a cage and killed just for this food and you understand that it's not necessary that not only can people live and survive not eating animals many people can thrive and so this mass production is unnecessary obviously a huge huge shift would have to happen for that to for that to take place you know to eliminate factory farming things like lab meat is one route that people are taking and others you know beyond meat and all these plant-based meats and stuff there there would have to be i don't even want to begin to imagine what that would look like it just it, it's a lot it's a lot to completely shift you know billions of people what they're eating but anyways i started to understand that aspect and i was that annoying vegan who was like you know don't hurt animals don't do this don't do that um, you're a bad person if you contribute to these blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that was all fine and good. And then I also understood the environmental aspect to, you know, boycotting these factory farms, which is just the amount of waste that these animals produce, the amount of clean water these animals drink, um, whatever else i'm not a scientist okay i haven't looked at the uh i i don't have you know just don't take my word for the science okay i'm not a scientist i don't really remember any of the studies or whatever that were done but uh yeah i was told by some really smart people that that was a thing and i've also been told that that's not a thing many smart people are also like well you know it sort of like adds up to equal about the same but I don't know, when you put two and two together and you realize that the number one reason for uh, cutting down the rainforest is for cattle to grow the grain and whatever else they need to feed the, the cows. And you look at the ratios of food as well, like how much food they're taking for how much food they produce and just per acre, how much food you can have. It's just like once you see those studies, it's like, holy moly, it's, it's just weird. It's like, wow, okay. So anyways, that's another reason for why I was like, okay, I'm going to boycott that area. <laughs> and that's, you know, a lot of people are, are, are becoming conscious to where their goods and services and whatever they have in front of them, food or whatever is coming from. People are realizing that, you know, maybe it's not so ethical the way that cell phones and smartphones are produced or a lot of electronics for that matter. And I started maybe two or three years into being vegan, realizing that, okay, we as humans, we vote with our dollar. You know, we, in a, in a, in a capitalist society, the consumer decides what they believe in with their dollar. It's like, 
I'm going to put demand on this type of good or service by, you know, throughout pouring my resources into it. And I realized, holy, like a lot of people don't realize that they're contradicting their own beliefs and morals and ethics by putting their money in certain places. So buying fair trade coffee rather than coffee that was cultivated by people who are not getting paid enough, like working for pennies, pennies an hour, whatever it is. It's ridiculous. Um, and so, yeah, when it comes to veganism, like I've, I, I have no desire to not, or no desire to stop ve- being vegan, no desire to eat animals again. Um, it works for me physically. It works for me ethically, morally. I feel good with my life. Um, I, could I be better? Yes. In many respects I can. Um, there's probably a lot of things that I consume that, uh, that I'm not aware of the destruction it might be taking and that you can't be perfect. You can't be, you're going to walk in the park and you're going to step on a worm and you're going to murder the worm probably without even thinking. You might even be like laughing at a joke while you murder this worm, not even knowing that you just ended its existence. Uh, we cannot be perfect. We're earthlings, you know. Uh, I remember hearing, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson saying, if an alien sort of like came to Earth and looked at it from space, they would just see these beings that have to consume life to exist. So whether you like it or not, you're going to, you know, you're going to kill a carrot. You're going to kill some broccoli. <laughs> you know, um, you have to end life to keep living. And, you know, that's, I can't even begin to understand why, you know, whatever. That's, that's God's plan, so to speak. So, uh, my challenges, I will talk about my challenges and the benefits, I guess, benefit wise. Again, I feel just like I can sleep at night. Like I'm not contributing to factory farming, the people who have to work there, the, animals who have to get slaughtered and live there, whatever else. Um, that's nice. Another thing is physically, I feel like healthier. I mean, I, it just works for me. I'm trying so hard to gain weight. That is probably the, the only challenge like physically is, uh, but then again, I don't know if I just, it's hard for me to gain weight. I could be trying to eat meat and it could be just as difficult. I don't know, but that's probably the only difficult thing for me is I'm trying to gain muscle mass and that's a little tricky. Uh, not to mention I am on a budget. So I think, you know, if you could afford hemp protein, I hear that's like one of the best proteins you could consume as a human. So, and that's a plant-based protein. So could just be that I'm cheaping out and I'm buying black beans, (laughs) but yeah, uh, that's another benefit. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I just feel good about all that. Negatively speaking, um, first of all, I'm a minority when it comes to the diet I have. So that's, you know, you can call that a negative. It doesn't really affect me that much, but you know, it's not a very convenient diet, especially when traveling, uh, most places. And like I have accidentally consumed animals, uh, in the last you know, seven, eight years, that blows me away. Like as a person who hasn't on purpose, like who just three meals a day does not consume animals. I have, 
I live in a world where it's literally possible for me to accidentally eat an animal. How? You know, I eat something that I was told was vegan but wasn't or whatever else. It's just like, it's just crazy how, like the world I live in, man, I am a small fraction of society and uh, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. And that's the other thing too, like after all this time, like it's just not food. I don't look at it and be like, "Mm, I wish I could eat meat right now. It hasn't been food since I was 16 years old and I'm now 23. So yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, it's just not, uh, something I desire, but yeah, I'd say that's a negative though. Like just sort of being like the odd one out. I don't, I don't know many vegans, at least not in my personal, like close life. My brother and his girlfriend, pretty much it. Um, and I guess that, that also is a good segue for the next negative for me. The challenge I've had is you feel like, like, like your ego takes over and says, I am morally superior, ethically superior than all these meat eaters. And you start to separate yourself from other people and the choices they make and the choices you make. And, um, yeah, it's really easy in anything. People who work out, look at people who don't work out and they're like, oh, these peasants. Um, as a vegan, that's that thing too. Like your brain and your ego takes over and you start to think that you're better than others and it separates you from them. And you also, you know, with that in mind, how can you really connect like at a deep level? You know, you don't let yourself connect because it's like, oh, well, I'm talking to a meat eater who kills animals. So it's like, or who pays people to kill animals and literally eats them. And, you know, like your brain just takes over and just makes that narrative up. And it's not a very, it's not a cozy thing. It's not nice um, because you feel lonely. So that is also a negative, but it's not a negative that lasts forever. It teaches you something. It taught me something. It taught me that like, I'm doing me and they're doing them and that's really all that matters and I can connect with anybody at any moment. And it also taught me this, that I'm not, you know, it gives you a sense of acceptance with what is, acceptance with the present moment. It's not that I don't want more people to boycott factory farming and I'm, I have no, you know, I'm not, I'm not arguing against like, you know, fishing or hunting or whatever. That's, that's your thing. But the factory farming, I feel like, uh, is something that I can absolutely encourage people to boycott. And when you see billions and billions and billions of animals being killed every year, um, you have to, at one point in order to be at peace with yourself, accept it. Just it's happening. Okay. It's happening. Beings are suffering human and animal it's happening on planet earth whether you like it or not and you have to come to terms and come to peace and with those facts and coming out on the other end of that you know you're more calm centered serene human who is not ignorant but is not you know, this dwelling person who just lays awake at night and thinks about how how horrible the world is and, you know, you can't concentrate or focus on anything good. Yeah, you become, you know, at ease and centered with the way things are. And that's, you know, that's a bitter pill to swallow, 
especially in early adulthood, because you start coming out of me, 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 which is teenage, being a teenager, which is constant ego, self-centeredness. That's just what, you know, being a a teen is. And then you become a young adult and you start thinking about the, the grander scheme of things in the world. And I mean, here I am saying this in my 23rd year, I'll probably be looking back and being like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> but right now, yeah, I realize that early adulthood, you start to realize that the world is a big, mean, scary place sometimes. And there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of light. There's a lot of darkness. And you start to come to terms with those things. And yeah. And why is it, uh, and it's not an exclusively vegan thing, obviously, but as a vegan, when you see that most of the world is uh, a part of this big machine that, um, you know, births and raises and slaughters billions of animals a year. You, uh, yeah, you, you know, you have a, a different perspective on it when you're outside of it. Similar to when I talked about social media in the social media video where I deleted social media me outside of social media, I have such a different perspective on that world and how egotistical and self-centered it is and how just like absurd it seems like just even it just is so absurd to me that that people will take a billion different photos of themselves and just constantly seek validation like that, put themselves on the internet for complete strangers. And it's just like, I mean, I can get into that, but again, that's another perspective so I think with veganism, you have that outside perspective on that whole industry and you're like, ugh. so coming to terms with that is uh, a negative, but then it becomes a positive. So that's a good thing. So, um, if you're not vegan, cool. Um, if, and I, I, I can't suggest this for everybody because I don't know you. I don't know your scenario. I don't know what your body's like. There is a lot of evidence that supports so many different diets and so many different ways of eating. The one thing I can do is say this. Try your best in life, with whether it be vegan, whether it be in regards to social media or any other self-destructive or outwardly destructive thing that you take part in. Just do your best. Be patient with yourself. And just do your best to not be involved in those things. So don't get involved in an argument with somebody. Don't get involved in social media. Don't get involved in purchasing coffee that was, you know, cultivated by 12-year-old people who get a dollar a day or whatever it is. Um, don't get involved in, you know, paying people, paying companies that, um, you know, buy from factory farms or whatever it is. Buy local or whatever. I don't know, but that's all I can say. And feed yourself, feed your body, what it needs to live. Food is fuel. <laughs> like tell yourself that every single day. Cause I think people indulge way too much. We are a culture of indulging and people look at me, somebody who like never eats sugar and they think I'm weird. They're like, they're like, dude, live a little. And it's like, I mean, maybe that's just not my thing. Maybe I have other ways of enjoying and indulging in life, but uh, sugar isn't one of them. Pop and candy and chocolate and um, whatever, even junk food. Like, it's just not, it's not one of those things for me. And uh, I think it's because I have this perspective that I cannot get rid of, which is food is fuel. Like, I can't, I can't avoid that fact that food is fuel. Anyways, I hope this video helped. If you have any more questions about 
veganism or whatever, let me know. Uh, I feel like I rambled on. There were actually a couple moments in this video where I thought ah, I should stop this and I'll restart, but I decided to go on anyways. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helped. Uh, if you want to support me here for what I do, there's a donation link in the description. Any amount of money would be appreciated. If you want to email me and get in contact, my email is humbowl at gmail.com, humbletv at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to join the Discord server, we can even message or call on Discord. Description will be in the link, or the link will be in the description. <laughs> um, and that is all. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any podcast app, check it out on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, go and listen to the podcast. And I will see you in another video. Goodbye.